0: Teacher rabbanim, teachers and all of you, what a joy and a privilege to be celebrating with you in the most appropriate place in the whole of Britain, as your head teacher has just said. The name of this school, Hashmonaim, Hasmonean, comes from the family of the Hasmoneans, from which came Matityahu, the who started the rebellion against the Greeks, his family who in the space of three years scored that stunning military victory and rededicated Jerusalem and their descendants who became the Hasmonean kings. It's a great school with outstanding achievements both in Mibodei Kodesh and your Jewish studies and in Chol your secular studies. You are a great group of students and I salute you And I hope you will all join me in wishing muzzledove to your head teacher, Mrs. LeBret, on Mikey and Riftwood's wedding on Sunday. muzzledove. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not sure if you're fully aware of what's actually going on, because what we're doing here is being broadcast live around the world. It's part of a global project organized by the Jerusalem Post, together with Israel's Ministry for Diaspora Affairs, through the technology of Facebook Live. So, over the eight nights of Hanukkah, we get, they are going to be live streaming the lighting of Hanukkah candles from all over the world. There will be a Hanukkah lighting from Israel uh, by Racheli e. Frankel there will be Hanukkah lighting from Thailand, from Red Square in Moscow, from Berlin, in a former Nazi headquarters that's become a Jewish community center, from Alaska, from Tunisia, from Montenegro, and here in Holy Hendon. So, from all over the world, courtesy of Facebook Live, we're going to be joining Jews globally In celebrating coming. Let me say just a word, if I may, about Facebook Live and the use of it by the Jerusalem Post and the Ministry of Diaspora Affairs. You see, every technology brings with it spiritual possibilities. Civilization began with a revolution in information technology. Anyone know what that revolution was? What was the first revolution in information technology? Answer writing. Writing began in Mesopotamia, where Abramovie came from, and that was the birth of civilization. Judaism was born in the second revolution of information technology. Anyone know what that was? It was the invention of the alphabet. In fact, just think of the word alphabet, it comes from the Hebrew letters alphabet. The first alphabet in history was Proto-Semitic or Proto-Sinaitic, the ancestor of Hebrew and every other alphabet in the world. So once you could reduce writing from symbols like Mesopotamian cuneiform and Egyptian hieroglyphics and Chinese ideograms, which you needed lots and lots of symbols, but once you could reduce it just to 22 symbols, It made possible for the first time a society of universal literacy. Where all your children could be learned of the Lord and could read and write. And that was the great contribution of Judaism. And that is why we predicated our survival on alphabet, literacy, education and schools. Now this new technology called Facebook Live. Is allowing a tiny people like us, who are scattered all over the world, to be united wherever we happen to be, and that is really, really important. Because if we're conscious of the fact that Jews around the world are watching us, and we'll be watching Jews around the world for the other nights of Hanukkah, we will remember that what makes us special is our belief that Kodesh Yisrael, our redemption is a. Wherever Jews are, we're all responsible for one another. Or as Shimon Bayuchhe said, if there is a Jew anywhere in the world who is hurting, all Jews feel the pain. And therefore we thank Hashem for the miracle of Facebook Live, social media, they're always being attacked, and there may be things not great with them, but they also make possible this little miracle of Jews speaking to Jew across the world. So we thank Hashem for that miracle, which was by Yamim in those days, but also for the miracle of in this time too. What makes Hanukkah different from any other festival? Anyone know? Don't know. Exactly. No. What makes Hanukkah different is that every festival, every other festival, has one storm. Hanukkah has two, and they're quite different, and they both speak to us today. The first story is contained in the first and second book of Maccabees, and it's a political and military story about how the Seleucid Greeks, who were based in Syria, had a ruler called Antiochus IV, who suffered a very bad attack of self-importance. And that allowed him to rename himself Antiochus. Epiphanies, which means God made manifest. I hope you don't suffer from that condition. It's quite dangerous. So, he tried to force Jews to adopt the culture of the Greeks. He installed a statue of Zeus in the precincts of the devil, and Jews fought back and, in the space of three years, achieved this incredible victory over what was the superpower of its day. And that's a story for the history books. It's exciting, it's dramatic, it certainly deserves its own episode in the Star Wars series, you know, we've had the last Jedi, let's have the first Maccabean as the next thing in Star Wars, or at least its own Netflix series. However, that was the story that happened 22 centuries ago, but it inspired the Maccabees of our time, of the last century, who also dreamed, inspired by that memory of Hanukkah, that they too, like the Maccabees, could re-established Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel. And we've had all sorts of reminders of that this year. We've had the 120th anniversary of the First Zionist Congress. We've had the 100th anniversary of the Balfour Declaration, the 70th anniversary of the United Nations vote, and the 50th anniversary of the Six-Day War and Reunification of Jerusalem. Each one of those events was so improbable that each will seem in the light of history to be miraculous. So, in terms of history and the drama of history, the story of Chanukah was, by Yom in those days, all those centuries ago, but it has also lived its way out in our time, with the Jews needed the State of Israel, and we say to anyone who is watching us in Israel, how much we are indebted to you because Israel is the place that every Jew needs, is the one place every Jew can call home, is the one place where Jews can defend themselves against those who would try and persecute us. And secondly, because Israel is the only place Jews have ever had where they were able to do what every other country and civilization takes for granted, which is to create our own society in the light of our highest values. And therefore, the Jewish people whether we are in Tunisia, or Alaska, or Berlin, or Montenegro, the Jewish people is the circumference of a circle whose center is Israel and Jerusalem. And that is the first story. The second, of course, is a quite different story. It's told in an ancient scroll called Megilat Ta'amit, which is quoted in the Gemara and Musachet Shabbat in Perik Barmei and it tells how when uh, the victorious Jewish forces searched among the wreckage of the desecrated temple, they found this one jar of oil with its seal intact, and they were able to relight the temple menorah, and it lasted not one day but eight. And actually, we've been vividly reminded of that just this week, because just this week, archaeologists in Tiberius and in Tiberius in the north of Israel, had discovered a 2,000 year old engraving of the temple menorah that they never knew was there. It was on a slab of stone that once served as the door of a tomb. On it is carved the image of the menorah in the temple. So archaeologists have helped us make that journey from Yamin HaHem from those days to Zmanazer to this time. What did the light of the oil of Hanukkah symbolized. It symbolized the vision of that great prophet Zechariah, who lived in the second temple days and who saw a vision of the menorah. We're going to read that vision on Shabbos Hanukkah. And in it, he heard God saying, Lobachai, the Lobachach ki in Baruchi, not by might or by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. That's what made Jews great. Somehow Jewish faith, its strength, was always spiritual rather than physical. And the symbol of that spirit was the everlasting light in the temple. And after the temple was destroyed, the light we light everywhere Jews are. Now, I don't know if you follow something called Oculus, do you know about this? Virtual reality, have you come across this? is developing something called virtual reality and others are as well. Now, I actually think Jews invented virtual reality. Work this out. Every Shabbat, we're in the virtual reality of reliving creation, the birth of the universe. Every Passover, we're there in Egypt with our ancestors. Every Shabbat, we're standing there with Moses and the Israelites. By Mount Sinai, on Sukkot, we're there in the wilderness, and Hanukkah, we are there in Jerusalem. Every time we celebrate a festival, we are engaging in some kind of virtual reality. And Here we are, courtesy of Facebook Live and the Jerusalem Post and the Ministry of the Diaspora Affairs, united in time, if not in space, in the mind, if not in the body, and together, we're about to bring light, as we always have tried to do, to some of the dark places in the world. So let me end with a little story from the days when I was Chief Rabbi. We used to try and light Hanukkah candles in the Houses of Parliament. Now there was a problem. You see, in 1605, somebody tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament in something called the Gunpowder Plot. What was his name? Anyone know? Guy Fawkes, exactly. So ever since Guy Fawkes, Parliament is not keen on people setting fire to things in the Houses of Parliament. So we had enormous difficulty lighting the candles in Parliament, until one year the Speaker of the Commons, a a wonderful man who's a Catholic from Glasgow, called Michael Martin, now Lord Martin sits with me in the House of Lords, but he was in those days Speaker of the House of Commons and he said, of course you can light Hanukkah candles! Come and light them in my rooms, in, my, in the Speaker's Chamber in the House of Commons. It's a wonderful, wonderful vocation, very, very atmospheric. And so we did. For the first time we lit candles in the Speaker's Chamber in the House of Commons, and we sang Maz and Aneris uh, and we ate Suf and at the end, completely unscripted and unexpected, the Speaker of the Commons, Michael Martin, turned to me and said, turned to everyone and said, This is the last year the Chief Rabbi will have to bring his own menorah to the Houses of Parliament. I am commissioning the official Houses of Parliament menorah. And so today there is one, thanks to Michael Martin, a beautiful silver menorah, especially for the Houses of Parliament, which we write every year. And that taught me something, which is, you know, there's a big difference between Shabbos lights and Hanukkah lights. Shabbos lights give light inward. They're about Shabbos, peace in the home. But Hanukkah lights are supposed to bring, give light, light outward. Originally they were lit outside the front door of our house. So the Hanukkah lights represent the way we as Jews try and bring light to the world. The way Israel is by bringing medical relief wherever there's a natural disaster anywhere in the world, by treating wounded Syrians, victims of the civil war going on on its borders, by bringing agricultural technology and medical technology and information technology and nanotechnology throughout the world. They are bringing light to the world. And I hope you and I will do so when we go out into the world and say to ourselves, our job as Jews is to light up other people's lives. And we appreciate the light of others, the chasideh homotoram, the righteous of every land and every culture and every country, who also bring light where there is darkness. So, just think of this when I light a candle and you light a candle, Mine doesn't diminish yours, and yours doesn't negate mine. And that is how we should look at humanity and the future of our world. Sometimes the world can look dark, and when it does, you have two choices, either curse the darkness or light a candle. And Jews have always tried to do the second, not the first. Let us all light candles together, and when flame joins flame, Together, we bring light to the world. Kind of give some air to all of you. Thank you.